Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Making More Money for You show on Voice America Business. I'm your host, Magnus Carter. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, sorry about last week. I, I was on location. I actually took a vacation for the first time in a very, very long time. Uh, and at the resort, everything seemed to be working fine. Didn't have an issue. Yeah, I, I was on. I was on other video calls during the week. I was fine. I was on my phone. You know, when it came time to actually do the show, uh, apparently there was technical difficulties there. And I talked to the, you know, the resort about it and tried to make everything work for the show to actually come up and to my, to no avail, it, it did not happen. And I would like to thank uh, the previous recording and my sound engineers that were able to get a previous record show on for you. I believe it was the burn 180 with Dan Markle and using his traveling workout program workout device to help keep yourself in shape and uh, without going to the gym and trying to figure out uh, where gym is actually that you can actually do a workout. I could have actually used that this week in uh, Jamaica as myself because trying to convert the kilograms over to pounds was a little bit daunting at first until I got, until I got the, uh, the gist of it and remembered the conversion factors. Uh, today, I was actually supposed to have, be joined by Chef Big Shake, Sean Davis. Apparently, there must be some sort of technical difficulties because we're actually supposed to talk about five simple ways to make your, uh, your outdoor experiences more enjoyable and stress-free. Unfortunately, at the moment, he may join a little later, but that show may be postponed until a further date. So while... We figure out if, if uh, Sean Davis actually shows up or in, uh, we might just reschedule the whole show in general. I'm going to actually talk about some things that everybody wants to or needs to know when going on vacation. I know we did recovering from a vacation, but I feel that this is actually being on a vacation for the first time in over a year and actually traveling outside of the country. Some things and some tips and tricks that will actually help you uh, make your, your travels more enjoyable. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I want to like thank Jamaica. Jamaica is actually a very beautiful country. Uh, first time being there. And also, you know, everybody that was actually involved with the trip planning to get for the event that was there. Beautiful event all around and you couldn't ask for better weather. But before we go into a deep dive, there's some things that you actually need to do when scheduling and trying to book a vacation outside of the country. Uh, as we know, since 2020 happened, the whole shutdown, COVID-19, the whole pandemic thing that was going on that is still relevant in other countries all around the world. Please, when you do decide to pick a country where you're going to, you do need to check those regulations out uh, to find out if you need to be tested, if you need vaccinations or masks or uh rubber gloves, a full body suit, it all, uh, each country is still handling this differently. Uh, it is still out there. Uh, please use your own discretion as doing this. Uh, the TSA is one of the founding um, websites out there that you can actually check for traveling. Uh, also, uh, 
the United States government is, or you can Google the country where you're going to and find out the travel restrictions for that country. Uh, that is first and foremost. Uh, while actually booking this trip, it was actually needed that you had to have a uh, COVID test with a negative result uh, three days prior to travel, and that was needed to get out um, out of the country of both the United States and for actually entering Jamaica. Uh, but those bans were actually lifted. Also, you want to check your your travel arrangements as well as your flights. Right now, there are still there are no bans on there. It was beautiful to actually travel mask free. It didn't feel confined. You actually felt more uh, personable. Uh, you didn't feel like you were actually being singled out um, because you actually had to take your mask off or try to eat something. And it was actually nice to actually talk to people and actually see people's faces and interactions and emotions with them. So that was another joy that actually went quite well. Uh, when, tra- when making travel arrangements and going outside of the country, you do need to follow those regulations as well, as it is normally customary to be at your flight three hours before time. Uh, that is to allow for customs. That is to allow your uh, paperwork to get checked, your, uh, your passport, your tickets, your uh, baggage should be checked as well. So uh, that is actually one major thing is make sure you have an updated passport before it is before you do travel and certain countries actually need you to have a passport that is not going to expire within six months of being there. Uh, Finding that out, certain countries do actually do that and you would have to renew your passport beforehand before going. Uh, But that's an, that's also a quirky thing that certain countries do just to make sure that when you do get there, that you will still be legal to leave the country and not be able to just stay there and indefinitely. So please take that into a, uh, consideration. Also learn what you can and cannot take into the countries, uh, certain fruits, certain vegetables, uh, certain chemicals, uh, certain brands are also some things that cannot go in between international travel. So that is also on the TSA and country's website. Uh, these are just, you know, small tips and tricks for uh, the traveler out there that hasn't actually gone into another country or it's been a while since you traveled. Uh, these will help r- mitigate lots of delays and lots of headaches and lots of stress and also save you some time and enjoyment for your upcoming vacations. But as we as we keep moving on, I found out that uh, when you're going from, you know, one airport to another airport, if you're using connecting flights, is yeah, please make sure that you time it appropriately where you sit on the plane, because it takes it does take a while for people to get on and off the plane. And if you're all the way in the back of row, like 38, 39 in the plane, and you have like 35 to 40 minutes to get off the plane and get over to your next destination. Uh, please plan that appropriately when you're when you're choosing your air flight seats. It might cost an extra couple of dollars, but it will save you uh, quite a bit of an anxiety as you are traveling and getting from point A to point B at an airport. Uh, I was actually fortunate to go to the Charlotte Airport in uh, North Carolina, and that is a huge airport. Uh, I was very lucky because my my concourse I got in the concourse C. And I actually got, I had to leave out of concourse D. So there was like a seven to eight minute, you know, walk between, <laughs> between both planes. Uh, so I was actually very, 
very fortunate in that and actually was able to eat, grab some food uh, for that reason and was able to enjoy uh, a peaceful, peaceful 10 minutes till I had to board the next flight. Uh, getting into the country, it was wonderful. It was actually quite interesting because we all live in a digital age right now where it's digital everywhere, iPhones, apps, every, and, um, you know, televisions and smartphones, smart this, smart that. I things are prevalent everywhere. <clears throat> but it still amazes me that the governments still want you to fill out a small piece of paper with your information on it that is still that you have handed um, in your hands of your passport, but they want it on a piece of paper. I don't understand that. To me, that is just a waste of time and it's a waste of energy. And it is definitely one of those things that is still around and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. But on top of do, filling out a, a declaration paper like that, they want to make sure that you're not bringing like $10,000 into the country. You're not bringing any ex, excessive livestock, any alcohol, any fruits, any beverages, or any contraband that the country deems unsafe or unfit. So while you're doing that as a mad rush coming off of the plane, they her- you get herded into this little cattle chute. And it's like they hand you this piece, this ticket. You have to actually scrounge and scurry, beg, borrow, and steal a pen that like 300 other people are trying to find and get uh, to complete to complete the uh, this little piece of paper. So once that little piece of paper is done with your information on it, well, whether it's your flight, it has your flight information, your passport number, country of passport, your uh, personal information, and you, and then you sign it, of course. Then you go to a kiosk in Jamaica, which is very, very interesting. Is uh, then you actually scan your passport in, and you get a receipt ticket saying you did this. So you got to take this. So you got to have your passport now. You got to have this little piece of paper that was just scanned, and this piece of paper that was you just handwritten to go through customs. Uh, it was honestly, it was. Uh, an experience all on its own to do this. And I'm sure there's plenty of, plenty of other stories out there that are countries that are more, more restrictive, less restrictive, uh, require more paperwork or even less paperwork on it. But this is a personal account that this is not a fast process to go into another country. Uh, people want to make sure the security is there. They want to make sure that person knows uh, is saying who you you say you are and doing what you're you plan on doing but even after that uh there's been a quite a bit of stir afterwards got after getting through they check your passport they take the one they take your little your little tab that you got from scanning out the kiosk and then they give you your passport back and tell you okay you're done go get your baggage and they don't stamp your passports anymore i was looking forward to so much to have the having the little jamaica sign or jamaica emblem that was in my book that I could actually say I was there and they don't do that anymore. They just looked at it. It's like, okay, this is you take a picture of you and out the door you go. And the customs there for traveling, traveling there was quite interesting as well, because they, as you see in many of the airports of a lot of places, they actually offer to exchange money for you. 
uh, the United the U.S. dollar to the the currency of where you're actually going to visit. So even even then, I I took some. I took the minimum amount. They exchanged it for me. They didn't charge me a fee, which was I was really excited about because they said, well, there's a fee that exchanges, but there really wasn't a fee. And you just had to sign up for it. It says you got a receipt. Say, hey, I got X amount of dollars in U.S. and it got changed into Jamaica money or what the Jamaicans call it is funny money because it actually does look like Monopoly money from like way back in the 70s. That's very colorful. It's vibrant. And it's about the size of a of the money in actual uh, Monopoly. So after doing that, <clears throat> went to uh, go get my luggage and whatnot, here to find out that someone accidentally took my luggage. And these are fun times as, tra- as traveling because there's so many people going through a, such a short amount of time and hustling and bustling. Here I w- finally got through the rest of customs where they uh, took the last piece of paper, my declaration paper, and they actually moved me. I went over to the resort where I was going to. And on top of that, I thought they, after waiting for like an hour for my luggage that now, that was missing, I figured that the service took took the luggage and apparently that was not the case. <laughs> so lesson learned, do not leave customs without your luggage. If you do not have your luggage, get your claim slip out, go over to your respected airlines and file a claim with them because the paperwork is ridiculous that they go through to actually do this. Since I did not follow that and first time offender, I actually had to wait in a little, I would say probably about 20 by 20 room with a bunch of other people that lost their luggage or was missing. That took about two. Well, I found, I I flew on American airlines. So I got a hold of a representative from the phone and then they came over. They took my information they found my luggage, which was in a completely separate part of the terminal, but they put it on this cart there that I, they would have to actually go f- fill out a report, get signatures, and then that little piece of paper that I told you, that declaration paper uh, that you filled out once you got off the plane, they had to go find that. And out of all the thousands of people that were there, they had to go through each one of them till they found mine to go with the paperwork so they can search my luggage before um, releasing the luggage to me. Now, that was complete ridiculousness because there's like 15 people with 10 lines of at least six, uh, six people going through at any one moment. And they had to go through every single piece of paper till they found my information and brought it to me and then searched the, instead of using the x-ray machine, they actually opened all my luggage up, all my stuff up and searched it right in front of me. Instead of using the lovely x-ray machine that they paid thousands of dollars for, they actually went through it by, by person went through and then handed over the luggage. So note to self, note to everybody out there, please make sure you have your luggage before leaving. So that these are definitely uh, lessons learned. And it's been quite an interesting trip to say the least, uh, 
And in that little room, there is no air conditioning and people are constantly coming in and going out because of lost luggage. And multiple people also, since the lost luggage is constantly happening, is there's constant new and other uh, representatives from all the other airlines going through <laughs> trying to find luggage of somebody that uh, reported it lost. Uh, I got to meet quite a few interesting people there. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I felt met one person from the United Kingdom, uh, from England, and he had nine bags of luggage, nine matching bags of luggage missing for 50 days. That is right. Nine matching bags of luggage missing for 50 days. And here what happened was when he boarded the plane, the airplane was not uh, completely emptied before they took off again, and the luggage went back over to England until they tracked it down and had to actually bring it back to back to Jamaica. And the people that the families that had that luggage were without all their clothes, all their toiletries, everything for nine days <laughs> for fifty some days, and it's just astounding that we have these systems in place and checks and balances in place and. It is still being accidental, if you will, or uh, misinterpreted or mishandled uh, items because of human error, of people always in a rush, of people uh, trying to make that deadline of getting that next person on the plane so they can make the money and get them out of, out of the airport. So that was a that was a very uh, eye-opening experience even though my luggage i couldn't touch my luggage for over two hours i knew where it was and it was still there but i had to wait for them to get the declaration paper and it took multiple people multiple uh multiple hours to get it but once i got it i made sure everything was there and i went on my merry way uh also when you do travel outside of the united states make sure you have a transportation plan in place to get you from the airport to your destination. While I got off of, while I, after I got my uh, luggage, I was approached at least 10 times by cab drivers, by bus drivers, all sorts of shapes and sizes, offering multiple uh, amenities like alcohol, uh, other other uh, particular items uh, on top of that. And what you would do is you would actually take them and they will take you to your destination, but you would pay an astronomical fee because I calculated out. If I took one of those cabs after the rate that they were offering me, it would have been about 375 us dollars for a two hour drive from the airport to the resort. So please make sure you have, either your ride share done your travel with your resort if you're going through a resort or if you're booking through a travel agency that they have your to and from information done because once you get off there you just load up and then you just move out and don't have to deal with the hassle of trying to figure out how much it's going to cost when when are you going to get there are there any other side trips it it is a giant peace of mind and it's a class that can be alleviated uh, beforehand when you're doing such a thing.
so on the bus ride to actually the resort, it, w- it was entertaining because there's out of all the people in all the world, I actually met up and also all the multiple places, all the multiple buses and transportation. I, after being in that little office, something really miraculous happened. You can, I could not plan this. I could not even uh, attempt to figure out the odds of actually what happened next was when I got on the bus to find out four hours later that the people I was meeting, supposed to meet at the resort were already on the bus waiting to leave. And I didn't re- I didn't know that until I actually stepped on the bus. So not only did I save time by f- finding them, I also saved time. Uh, we all got there together. We actually all took the, uh, the road trip together and it was a scary road trip. The customs of driving in a, a foreign country were quite entertaining uh, as well as Uh, what's the word I'm actually looking for here? Not so much entertaining, but uh, eye-opening of other cultures and how they drive. Because uh, w- these the folks in Jamaica drive on the left-hand side of the road, um, for starters. They also use the kilometers per hour instead of miles per hour, so the conversion there was kind of uh, kind of different because you're going so slow and you're seeing 85. And then it's KMH instead of 85 miles per hour, as we're all used to. So 85 kilometers an hour is probably about 40 or 50 miles, about 40 miles an hour, somewhere in that range. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it's it's close. <laughs> but all these things that were going on and a giant bus swaying back and forth to, to pass people as you can as before going up a hill and going down a hill is the countryside is actually a lot of two-lane traffic. So when, when doing that, uh, take your Dramamine, take, uh, take a couple drinks, take whatever you need to do to relax yourself because, uh, you are definitely not in control when the bus driver is driving you. And the, some of the sights of seeing were actually kind of eye opening as well, because as we were driving through the countryside, we actually seen how uh, other countries live and, seeing that firsthand was actually very very different uh from the older cars and uh the animals on the side of the road and uh the stands and even the architectures it seemed like they were still back in like the 1980s with some of the architecture because it's all all uh, stone and concrete because of the hurricanes it, it has to be that would stand that type of uh weather but to see all that, uh, was, it, it was amazing uh, to see the the ocean. We actually drove along the coastline and the edge of the uh, the island to see to see everything. And just to say that it was reaching the final destination of actually the the resort was was quite eye opening because as soon as you, you've seen multiple <laughs> multiple. Um, resorts as you go along uh, nicer ones not so nice ones but one thing that i was not expecting to see and seeing how much americans influence this culture and this island was the amount of fast food chains that were actually on the road to the resort 
everybody on the bus was hooting and hollering because they seen Starbucks, they seen a, a Burger King, they seen a KFC, they've seen Wendy's, Arby's, all these American places with these brand new buildings in the middle of a Jamaican town. And it really didn't fit, honestly. It shows how much we influence a lot of the world because they're actually bringing this uh, the type of food that we can have on a daily basis into their country and changing their way of lives. It's actually, uh, I was actually quite let down by seeing all that stuff because I would have rather seen uh, personally about seeing more family-owned restaurants, more shacks on the side of the road that were serving like amazing food and uh, the locals there that are actually enjoying and and selling what what they make instead of seeing another fast food chain that you can get any any time of the day in the United States uh, on any given day. So that was that was kind of a, a letdown for me uh, on the whole trip. Was actually seeing all that stuff there, especially. Uh, when you see Dunkin' Donuts, you see a Starbucks, you see you see all these things from, you know, from home, but you go away to experience so much more than the things that you get on a daily basis. Uh, I guess that's more of a comfort comfort level for uh, the travelers that see see this stuff and are accustomed to it. But how how are we supposed to actually uh, grow and become you know more? more open-minded if we don't try other things and we stick with the, the stuff we know uh, that's, that's a good thought to, to keep in mind when you actually travel somewhere. And I have tons of travel advice for actually doing that, that I'm going to get into in the second part of the show. Uh, unfortunately, my, my guess, Sean Davis hasn't made it to the show for um, either mechanical or scheduling conflicts. Uh, but it's been a wonderful, you know, a wonderful time talking to you about actually traveling outside the country and the things to expect as you travel outside the country. Or if you're looking to do any travel after this post pandemic world that we live in, uh, some of the things that you will actually see and uh, things you actually have to take into consideration now when, when traveling. So I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm going to come back. We're going to go through some of the resort stuff. Uh, why the why resort and uh, what else to look for what, while traveling outside the country and what to actually expect when you travel when you get back into the country of your origin. So I'm going to take a quick break. Thank you for listening. Uh, hope to t- talk to you soon after the break and uh, I'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. 
everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Making More Money For You show. I'm your host, Magnus Carter. In the first half of the show, uh, I was supposed to have my guest, uh, Big Chef, uh, Sean Davis here, but apparently he could not make it for uh, whatever reason. Uh, we'll try to get that rescheduled because I know a lot of people were with picnic season coming on and uh, all these barbecues going on, you know, these five those five tips of making it less stressful and uh, more enjoyable. Uh could have really came in handy i'm not gonna lie i was actually looking forward to that discussion myself but i'll do my best to get that rescheduled and get it updated appropriately so the first half of the show i talked about well this show is actually since i missed last week's show because of uh poor internet connection and technical difficulties uh going through the account of the accounts that i actually went through of actually traveling outside the country um and going to actually Jamaica uh, on vacation. It, even though it was uh, an island type of uh, vacation, you know, these tips and tricks that I have actually seen and gone through could actually be used in any type of travel uh, going between country borders. So just keep, pl please keep that in mind as uh, I, we keep mo moving on here. And if you have any questions about the travel or anything I've seen or didn't, didn't go over or if you'd like to know something more about, please don't hesitate to give a call at 1-866-472-5789. I'd be glad to answer your questions as best as I can. Uh, so with the first part of the show, I left the country. I got on the plane. I had some issues with the planes. Uh, not really the flights, but actually getting from um, what to expect from going one from one connecting flight to another connecting flight. Also actually entering in the country of Jamaica, what, what, uh, what I've experienced from filling out the declaration paper to actually going through the kiosks, going through the customs area, and to also what to expect when trying to get your luggage. Make sure you get your luggage before leaving that area. If not, you will spend the time in the little room uh, with a lot of people that you don't know, and hopefully you can make some friends with them until they find your either they find your luggage or they tell you it's lost, uh, Hopefully it's not lost or it's, it got moved somewhere else. So please, uh, please take that into consideration. Also, 
when booking your travel before you even get out of the country or even close to getting out of the country uh, uh, while going on your on your trip schedule it is worth the time and money to schedule uh airport transportation to and from your location you don't have to deal with any of the other folks that are there you just get off the plane grab your luggage and then go on to where they're supposed to pick you up and then you know it's for certain that you are actually going to get to your destination and from your destination back to the airport in a timely manner so that takes care of that aspect of it and i spoke a little bit before of a of a little bit of a disappointment that i found while traveling outside of the country is how much the American culture is everywhere and prevalent in uh, the societies that we go and visit, uh, such as the food, uh, fast food, and the fast food industry. They are everywhere. I, the only per, the only one giant that was not on Jamaica is McDonald's. And after talking to a local person about that, is because McDonald's refuses to use fresh ingredients from Jamaica. They wanted all their items shipped in from wherever, from their other warehouses that they supply all over the world. It is the only fast food restaurant out of the myriad that we have here in the United States that really wasn't part of the culture there and is not allowed there until they changed their, their ways, which is I'm fine with because when I go to these countries or even when I travel, when I traveled for work before, I always wanted, I'm one for experiencing local cuisine. Oh, I love it. I love going to the little diet places, uh, finding a small corner place that you, the locals know about that has amazing food. I have done that all over the United States. I'm actually thinking about writing a book about that. on some of my travels. If you have any comments or concerns about that, or think it's actually a great idea, please let me know. You can get me on Twitter at Magnus Carter 10. You can let me know on my Facebook. You can actually uh, send me an email as well as mcarter at legendaryproductsandservices.com. And if there's certain places that I've been to and I can definitely recommend some places to go eat. I know uh, after speaking to some of my older colleagues, my previous colleagues, uh, we talked, we talked quite a bit about, you know, the travels we've done and, where he's still traveling and uh you know some of the some of the recommendations that i've been to where he's actually going to now it was a good conversation and traveling abroad is no different you know the people that live there day to day they know where the good food is they know where we're not to eat and (laughs) and if you if you're not kind to the person or if they're trying to make a point to you they will send you to one of those bad places where they think is really um that they wouldn't even eat to so you got to be careful of how you treat the locals and it's just common courtesy and sometimes it gets overlooked because of all the stress that we go through when traveling and actually being uncomfortable outside of outside of our realms so when you when we look at that just please be considerate of the person you're talking to because they've been there for a long time. We're visiting. And while we're visiting, uh, they they want us there as much as we want to be there. Because a lot of the countries that we go visit rely on us, rely on travelers uh, for income as a part of their social and economic platforms. Which is another thing to actually look into is uh, 
when you invest in the food or the culture, you actually, you know, give that extra, that person or that restaurant or that, that store another chance to still stay in business another day. And that's what, that's how I look at things um, when traveling for that. And that's why when I, when I do travel, when I did see those chain restaurants, I'm like, yep, I'm not going there. I will go uh, elsewhere and try to uh, experience other types of, other types of uh, entertainment and food. You know, that's, that's one thing that I always look forward to when traveling even growing up as a child and stuff, it's like, well, well, there's McDonald's. I'm like, okay, well, I'd rather go over to this place here instead of going to McDonald's. I can get McDonald's at any time, which brings me back to the point is uh, getting to the resort, um, one booking a vacation, which, what type of resort are you looking to do? Are you looking to get it all inclusive where everything's included, which is phenomenal. It's a little bit pricier up front, but if you sit down and actually think about how much, you spend per drink and per meal. Uh, let's see here. Let's. Uh, I can actually do an average here. As a for instance, uh, your average cocktail drink is is about ten bucks. We'll use. We'll just use uh, regular uh, standard standards here. Ten bucks for a mixed drink. Uh, th- five three dollar three to five dollars for a beer, and a shot is depending on what it is five bucks. So if you're looking to do and so do like five mixed drinks, four shots, and like three or four beers throughout the day, not including soda or water, we'll do soda as like a dollar with soda nowadays. So a can of soda is well, a bottle of soda is like what three bucks, two fifty. We'll just use two fifty for for an example, and. You know, it's easily to spend at least $80 a day for drinks. <laughs> and that's like, what, three? That's $30. That's three mixed drinks, five beers, five, six, 30, 60, a couple sodas and a couple bottles of water for your meals. You know, and you times that by six days and times that by five people, uh, three, anywhere from two to five people that you travel with. You know that's that's quite that's quite a hefty amount of money right there, and we're not even talking about food yet. You t- you think a restaurant? Let's see here. Even if you eat out at one of the the restaurants inside uh, of the hotel where you're staying, average meal is like twenty bucks, twenty five bucks per person. Without a lie, so you're looking another four hundred, another hundred dollars times five, it's another five hundred dollars. You're already you're already looking at like close to for five day week with four people you're looking about twenty five hundred dollars just right there in food alone (laughs) and then on that's on top of your room stay so if you're looking to do something like that and you you plan on celebrating a lot and plan on eating quite a bit or eating in general while on vacation (laughs) it, it makes more sense to do an all inclusive uh it's normally oh what is it 300 it's normally a hundred dollars more per room if you do an all-inclusive so if your room's like 250 you add a hundred dollars for the day um it's like 350 times five it's 15 it's like 1800 it'll be like close to 2100 dollars with taxes and fees 
instead of paying the $2,500 just for food alone and then a room on top of it. So when you're looking to do these types of vacations, look at, you need definitely need to look into that because there are certain restaurants there that uh, aren't on the menu, and then you do have to pay extra for them. I was very fortunate that the only thing on the menu that really wasn't covered were steaks. And, and they were U.S. Priced, uh, priced steaks. Uh, they had nice cuts. They had the prime. You know, they had the New York strip. They had a Delmonico. They had a petite, petite filet. They had a filet. Uh, but there was no porterhouse. I was kind of upset. There was no porterhouse there. Hmm. So while looking at that, they, and you're looking at least another, th- what was it, 35 to $55 extra on top of the food for that one piece of steak. To me, I can get a steak anywhere. There's steakhouses all over the United States. We have Outback. We have Logan's. We have the small mom and pops. I can actually go to a butcher shop and get a really good steak and, and make it from there. But for me to actually go out to a restaurant like that and get a steak, it's it's got to be like top notch. That's personal opinion. But it's also something to keep in mind. And yes, you are on vacation. You aren't, you know, you're the person that is on vacation or actually paying for this. I'm not saying not do it. I'm just, you know, Make a conscious decision. Is that what you really want for the moment, or do you, would you try something else that's on the menu that you haven't tried before? Because if you get, if you do that, more than likely, if you don't like it, it's not going to cost anything. You can order something different off the menu. But if you get the steak, you're paying for the steak. Um, but that's the way uh, that a lot of all-inclusives do it, even with uh, certain seafoods, uh, lobster, crab meat. Uh, depending on the time of season, depending on the size, uh, they do charge for that. And if you go, if you want to do it, all go all out, do it, uh, enjoy it, uh, because you don't know when the next time you're going to get there. And it's all about enjoying time with your friends, your family, or if you're doing going out there just to relax and recharge yourself. And that's what the main point of the vacation is to, to de-stress. And without doing the proper planning for this. And, you know, the proper planning as to the money aspect of it or, or even looking at the, the restaurants beforehand to make sure you actually, when you do decide to stay there, is you'll actually eat there. <laughs> A lot of people, um, I w- I've been known for it. I've actually made vacation plans where there I stayed on place when I didn't really look at the restaurants. But the, the location was great. The... The atmosphere was wonderful. The rooms were fantastic, but the food was horrible. So now I'm in a situation where I actually have to leave the resort or the hotel or wherever else I was staying to actually go find food. And now that's uh, now you're taking time. Now you're taking money, uh, money for an Uber or if you have a car, you're going to be using gas. And taking that into consideration is, would you rather be doing something else? Uh, because you only have a certain amount of time on these vacations to spend. And to do that, it's not really futile, but it is cumbersome to think about what else you can be doing. And the situation that you put yourself into is because you didn't actually do the research or the pre the pre-learning of anything that was on, on site and learning about the whole 
the whole resort in general and its surroundings. Uh, I I highly recommend when going to a, a resort or on vacation, especially outside of the of the country, is you find out what's around where you're staying, because there might be, like I found out, as soon as I got off the resort. Yes, I did travel off the resort. I went off the reservation. I do do that from time to time uh, because one, I'm adventurous. Two, I love local culture and learning about it, and. Honestly, the only way to get real local food is actually going out into uh, the community and getting it. So with that, with that type of mindset, I, I love doing that kind of thing. Uh, you might not be, you might be one of those persons that don't and want to say on a resort and eat whatever the resort has and eat room service 24 seven. And that that's okay too. It's, uh, it's your vacation. You get to decide what you want, what, you wish to do with it uh this particular resort was actually americanized <laughs> which a lot of them are uh because of the massive people that come in massive uh they become we become accustomed to the types of food we like on a daily basis and i can't blame the resort for doing that because a lot of people don't really cook for themselves anymore because of uh we live such high strung lives and actually to go get a meal that you would actually enjoy uh, and that's already prepared for you and on a buffet or whatever. Uh, a lot of people actually look at that as a, as a bonus or as a positive thing. Uh, personally, I don't, but once again, that's, that's my personal opinion. That's my, uh, my personal belief uh, when traveling like that. Cause I can actually do, I, I'm still, I'm a very good. Uh, I'm a, actually a good cook. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not bragging about it, is, but I, I do enjoy cooking. I enjoy taking the time to create the food, the, to the spice it, to eat it, and then share it with people. So, yeah, that's the type of person that uh, I like to do and the, some of the hobbies that I, I do enjoy doing. Uh, other people don't have that, and the restaurants reflect that on the resorts. Uh, there might be one or two um, adventurous things on the resort on the menu, and those are the things that I look for. Um, going there because those are those might be the things that I, I won't cook at home like seafood <laughs> I hate cooking seafood at, in my house because it's uh, uh, it's it smells like old bay and the, the boiled water and everything it just lingers for for days <laughs> and I'm not a fan of that so that's that's one of my guilty things is when I go out or travel somewhere I'll actually find a good place for seafood and plus there's not that much cleanup involved afterwards so <laughs> uh but yes i i did realize that all the all of the when when you're actually researching you want to if you're taking kids you want to make sure it's kid friendly that the food the food allergies they take very good care of food allergies if you if there's any um there or any that's potentially to be there they will accommodate that 110,000 percent uh, you just got to let them know about it. So they take uh, special precautions, which actually happened to a couple of people that were on the, I was on the trip with, they have food allergies. Uh, the food was a little bit, took a little bit more time to prepare, but, uh, they're still here. They're still breathing. Uh, there was no issues with it. Uh, the food came out wonderful and, uh, we appreciate all of us appreciated that because they took the time to actually ask and find out about that as well. 
let's see here. And uh, oh, as I went off the reservation, <laughs> uh, off the resort to actually go there, uh, make sure you stick to you find out what the resort is, where is a good tourist area, where not to go, where to go. Uh, also, the help, uh, the bartenders, the waitresses, the people that live there that work in the resorts will tell you everything you need to know. Uh, all you have to do is be kind to them, ask them questions, uh, give a tip uh, if, it, if you find it helpful. Because not only are they helping you, they're helping themselves. Because the fact is, they still want to see you there and they still want to provide value to you and a service. And their knowledge is also one of those items that they, they also provide. Uh, I found that out tremendously after, after I, uh, I asked one of the, one of the staff to actually accompany me out on my adventures and he more than likely obliged. And uh, I got to see, I got to meet some of his family. I got to meet uh, the places where he likes to go. I actually got to go to a small uh, spice spice shop where all the spices were, were were all fresh. They were just ground. They were just put in the bags. No idea what I bought, but I can't wait to actually cook with them because after I mixed the concoction that uh, my tour guide told me, my guy showed me and uh, told me, he's like, you put all these things together, you put them in a jar, you shake them all up, it goes on any type of food, uh, whether it's seafood, vegetables, beef, chicken, pork. It doesn't matter. Uh, this spice can be used on any type of food out there. And uh, once it's gone, come back to Jamaica. <laughs> he'll actually help me get some more. Uh, I honestly don't know what it is. Uh, I did try it. I After smelling it, it smelled like the cooking on one of the corner street restaurants. It, it smelled that amazing. After uh, after mixing everything up when I got home, it just actually took me back to the restaurant where I ate, which was called the Mongoose. If you go to Ocho Rios in Jamaica and you're staying there, I rec- highly recommend the Mongoose for their jerk chicken and their oxtail. Um, it was amazing. It wasn't overly spicy. It was very well proportioned. Highly, uh, I'm actually starting to salivate thinking about it because it was really that good. And of course, uh, the local beer of choice down there is Red Stripe, and it does not taste like any Red Stripe that you can get here in the United States. It didn't leave me bloated. It didn't leave me. Um, uh, there was no bloating. There was no, no burping. No gas. Nothing. None of that stuff. I didn't need gas X or any of that or Pepto-Bismol after drinking it. It was actually, it tastes like alcohol that is meant to be tasted and enjoyed. So uh, that's another thing when actually on, on site, check out the, uh, check out local gift shops, support the community. Uh, more likely the uh, gift shops on outside in the community have the same if not better items than in the resorts i'm not going to sit talk bad about the resorts but you'll find better deals out there uh honestly and i can't believe it it the <laughs> the show is almost coming to a close already and i'm just getting started about talking about all these things when you go out go out to jamaica uh when you're coming back into your country of origin make sure you declare everything make sure that you have it uh, all your perishable items in your luggage. 
get to the airport three hours early because each airport is way different. Uh, I've noticed that they had in Montego Bay, they actually had screens where you actually had to check in uh, very much so. And there weren't that many people to help actually answer questions or anything. So definitely arrive there early and uh, read the signs. There's signs everywhere. Uh, you had to fill out another declaration paper. I had to go through customs again. I had to declare uh, the alcohol that I brought back with me, the Jamaican rum. Yes, I did bring the rum back because I am a big fan of the rum. Uh, you are you do have to check with the duty-free shop on how much you can bring back. If not, you will get fined. Or if you do not get fined, they will actually take it off you and they will go have a party with it. True story. Not going to lie about it. Uh, so <laughs> when you're coming back to the country uh, and checking your, your, uh, your bags and whatnot, make sure everything's packed well. Uh, make sure you bring all your memories and don't leave anything back behind that that you may uh, regret losing. And always, always, always uh, be courteous to the people that you're actually talking to while actually in their country because it, it is their country. We are visiting it. We are trying to learn about their culture, see their sites. Uh, I also got some diving in, so I got to actually see the Caribbean Ocean. I saw some wildlife down there. It, it's truly amazing of what kind of world we live in out there. Uh, as long as you take the time to, to put down the technology, put the cell phones down, quit taking the selfies and actually look at and at, go outside on excursions or whatever you decide to do on a tour. Enjoy what's out there. Enjoy your family. Enjoy wherever you decide to go. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please don't hesitate to ask i'm actually going to wrap this show up uh thank you for tuning in hopefully this will actually be beneficial to you on your travels and i'm going to try to work with sean davis and his pr folks to see if i can get them on to cover this topic because this top that topic is very very important especially now and with uh upcoming barbecues and whatnot this is magnus carter i appreciate your time thank you for tuning in and uh I'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.